What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I'm one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I'm joined by the team, the crew, coming out of Staten Island. We got Miss Mary Almonte in the building. What's going on? What's up? And then, I'm here. <laughs> and then coming from the West Coast, Baylor the Grape, a.k.a. BTG. What's up, bro? Yo, what up, beautiful people? Once again. Definitely. So I was in a pretty good mood all day today, right? Before we get into our topics, and then... We got updates in the in the Brianna Taylor case. Um, I don't even know which one of you guys tweeted it from the Breaks Radio account. Was that you, Baylor? That was me. Okay, yeah, that was actually the first time I had seen it. So I was going through Twitter and saw it. I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, and we kind of talked touched on it last week where we talked about the settlement, but that that was only one part of what needed to happen. This just doesn't feel like justice. What do you guys think? Am, am I off basis here? Are you guys as upset as it seems like a lot of people are in the culture? What do you guys make of this? I mean, what did D'Angelo say in Devil's Pie? Ain't no justice, just us. Mm. Like, that's really what it feels like. Yeah. Um, what's really perplexing to me is that from a logical standpoint, it does not make no damn sense that the city paid Breonna Taylor's family out and a very exorbitant settlement, mm-hmm. but then will not charge the cop who made them responsible for paying that settlement. Like it just, <laughs> where is the logic there? I just don't get it. It's like you're admitting fault if you're paying them, mm-hmm. but then you won't charge the person who is faulty. <laughs> I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense, does it? I can't call it. Yeah. <laughs> Baylor? And look, this is how they double down on it, though. So they paid them all, and then they charged an officer, but they charged him with the bullets that didn't hit her. Right. They basically <laughs> well, menacing the neighbors. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, so, I mean, look, hey, you can say that, you know, that you're surprised by this, you know, and they already gave us weak, uh, a week notice ahead of time that they were going to be boarding shit up in Louisville anyway, right? Yep, yep. That's when you knew that 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 it probably wasn't going to go the way that we hoped it would go. Is the moment they're saying that they they were preparing for the announcement of it. It's like, what do you have to prepare for? Um, but I mean, at this point, like like to to your credit, Baylor, like you, we can't be surprised by it at all. This is typical, and you know, the it, we we once they took this long. It you should the writing was on the wall that it wasn't it was gonna go a certain way it just period because it shouldn't take that long it it was a straightforward at least from the outside looking in situation um and yeah it's just it sucks it it just really does suck I hate to just boil it down to that but that's all I can really without getting too upset and militant that's that's how I feel about it right now. Well, the scary part, the scary part has already happened. You know, we just had an officer in Compton shot, uh, two of them, actually. Um, And then uh, there was a report. I'm not sure if it's true or not. I would have to definitely call my Louisville people. But I think there was an officer shot in Louisville today. So eventually people are going to start taking justice in their own hands. Mm -hmm. Eventually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's going to be against some cops who probably are on our side, who's really actually doing the work the correct way. That's the scary part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But the trouble is, since the good cops, I hate to label good and bad, but don't separate themselves from the bad cops. It just all has become one unified front to, you know, the people who are looking to target the bad cops. So. I don't know. We're living in some scary times. It truly feels like we are regressing, like we're looking at another civil war or some shit. Honestly, it's pretty scary. 
I mean, you're right. That's what it feels like we're on the, we're on the precipice of getting to. Um, and it, and the thing is, is that it, it doesn't have to be like it. It's why is it that just serving justice has is now becoming this thing where it's like it's rare. Um, and you know, on top of adding everything else, still dealing with the pandemic, cases are on the rise again. I don't know if you guys have noticed that we got an election coming up like it's i just really feel like this year as much as people are like waiting for it is just the tip of the iceberg like people keep saying they're waiting till the, the they can't wait to for 2020 to be over with but really it's like it's either this year's either going to end with a bang or we're really just we haven't even seen the ugly side of it yet because going into 2021 COVID isn't going to go away. If Trump still is in office, that's not going to go away. And then this injustice that we have to deal with every time, that's not going anywhere. So where where are we looking forward to for next year? At this point, like it's just going to be continuation of the same bullshit. Yeah. Or worse. Yeah. Or worse. Yeah. Oh. But um. Well, now that we've depressed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Got that out the way. Yeah, let's get right? that out the way. Let's let's get into our actual topics this week. Let's 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 try to pick the energy back up. We got a great album to talk about today when we get to it. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Our first topic that I want to talk about though. Lord Jamar and Godfrey have uh, said they're no longer going to appear on Vlad TV after his uh, comments about Minister Farrakhan uh, and then he, his refusal to apologize about those comments. They've been outspoken on it. Royce the 5'9 has been outspoken on this since the get go. Is this finally what takes Vlad TV down? What do you guys think? Yes and no. Yes, if we continue to, if we continue to ignore him. No, if rappers keep going on there and keep trying to tell their 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 side of the story. Uh, don't get don't get it wrong. I've been a victim of going on there and catching some some interviews uh, on there as well. But uh, of course they had to like you know go their separate ways. It was too much pressure. We just seen my uh, my son and uh and Royce go at it for a full hour on why he should or shouldn't apologize or why he wasn't a part of it. This that and the third, and then a day later we get an apology video uh, from my son. So yeah. you know we'll see, we'll see. I feel like I hope so. I kind of always felt like, I don't know, like that show and, and him as a persona, it's he, he's like a culture vulture to me. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 good with this being the end. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, um you know, especially when it, when it got to like Lord Jamar has been he's probably one of the people who's appeared the most on Vlad TV. Right. Um, yeah. so once he pulls his support and like it. it that just says a lot like when hopefully other rappers follow through i think that at the end of the day like he's definitely a culture vulture but he's one that we we let in willingly because like we all have watched the videos the rappers have gone on there um and it's going to be another one to pop up that pops up after him so let's not act like it's not going to be but hopefully we get him the fuck up out of here that's all i can say well honestly and and not to bring this back to what we were just talking about but but i'm bringing it back to what we were just talking about um honestly one thing that i hope that comes from all of this is really the emphasis on black excellence 
mm. and ownership of our of our culture. Yeah. And I mean, I don't mean I don't say that to sound exclusionary or to say that there can't be people of other cultures that celebrate us and, you know, partake in the culture. But I do feel like that, it, you know, often, especially in our the history of hip hop culture mm. and black culture, let's call it what it is. Um, we find, you know, people appropriating and profiting off of our culture, which is rooted in our pain. And I feel like I'm hoping that we kind of are all getting a history lesson and kind of will try to push our people forward to prominence in the culture. Shout out to Joe Budden. Yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah. For real. Real talk. Shout out to Joe Budden. Um, but, you know, speaking about ownership, moving into our next topic. God, that was a good segue. Thank you, Mary. You served that up to, to me very well. Uh, Kanye we West. Just that. <laughs> Kanye West, who we talked about last week of him talking crazy on Twitter. But since then, even though it's been over the top, Kanye starting to make some sense. Uh, he talked about, you know, independent artists. He talked about going fully independent. He said he wanted to talk with Diddy, uh, Master P and get some ideas there. But he's also saying that he's going to be giving his 50 percent ownership in his art artists uh, masters back. Um, he even, you know, talked about uh, some things with him not understanding some of the contracts and deals that his own artists on good, good, good music were under. Uh, what do you make of like someone as prominent in the game as Kanye? really shedding a light to some something we've all kind of heard about from different people before, but really seeming to want think one want, wanting it to be a change. Now change has already started happening in record deals, especially with artists being able to be independent as as they have been. But what do you guys think about it? I mean I think that we alluded to this last week when he still was sounding crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean I think I said like I don't think Kanye is as crazy as he portrays and positions himself to be. Mm. Um but I still think we should ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> because at this point, he hasn't done enough dumb shit. <laughs> it's like when you have, it's like you're seeing glimmers of the old Kanye. So then we're all getting hype, and then he's gonna go back to being crazy Kanye again. Yeah. 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 And yeah. the MAGA, the MAGA shit is unforgivable for me. So yeah, he's a distraction. <laughs> we can't have that. Okay. And he's still on some people's ballots, which is crazy enough as hell. But Baylor, what do you think? Mm-hmm. At this point, uh, just to piggyback off of what Mary said, I don't really care what he has to say. Just do it at this point. Okay. If you're going to talk that shit, be about it then. You know what I mean? So at this point, I don't – and he, sometimes, like, at this, you don't have to yell at me either. And you don't have to go on, on a rant on Twitter. Just do it. Just go do it now. We know, we know, We know you can get loud. We know you can go on a rampage when it comes to Twitter and shit like that. And you might be speaking that truth. But if you about to talk this big game, I need you to do it now. Just go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I mean, show and prove, right? That's what the saying is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and look, and 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 I don't normally do this, but Drake ain't about to. Uh, he not about to apologize to you, bro. Oh well, that's why I didn't even <laughs> put that. I didn't even notate that on the list. Like, well, fuck that. He's not about to do that. Yeah. I will say this though, in the in a perfect world, I would love to see them two sit down. Those three, I mean. I would love to see Pusha, Drake, and Kanye sit down and squash that shit. Truth be told, I would love to see. I that. don't even think I. I don't even want to see Pusha be a part of that because I think we understand the Pusha and Drake thing. Like that shit was brewing back when Pusha was beefing with Lil Wayne. 
the Drake and Kanye thing specifically, something seems personal about that. And not that we need to know what goes on in people's personal lives, but I would love to see those two sit down as men and talk about what the fuck happened. Like, or get over it. Like, the Drake and Pusha shit, maybe that's just maybe maybe that's just me but I, I really don't give a fuck about that on a personal level because their shit i understand it's music they've been shitting shots at each other for fucking a decade at this point like so that shit is what it is but the drake and kanye shit is just because they seem close at one point and then for that to break down to what it is and even with during the pusher shit like drake's response to pusher was more directed at kanye that tells me that there's something personal there that i like to hear that that story and then sit down and squash it as men just not on vlad tv yeah just Our last topic in this first segment today is one that I I don't I still don't know how I feel about. Maybe you guys can help me figure it out. Lupe Fiasco says that he is a better uh, lyricist than Kendrick Lamar, but he did admit that I think he said that uh, Kendrick Lamar is a better artist. What do you guys think? Um, I can see that. Yeah, I I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't care. I don't. I don't <laughs> care. <There's that. laughs> you know. You know. You know what? I, I always feel like this though. I always feel like when it comes to great artists, mm-hmm. someone always wants to be different, and they're going to come after the great artists, and that's fine. I don't have anything against Lupe. Everybody knows K Dot is my guy. I don't care. Both of them can just make a, a track for all I care. Um, and if he is better lyrically, I am. All right, <laughs> put out some great music then. <laughs> At one point, and look, there's still there's still an argument that that Nas is a greater lyricist than Jay Z. All right, yeah. it'll always be that argument. I can honestly tell you, out of those two, I don't care because Nas' album was phenomenal. Yeah. Jay Z, for for the most part of his career, phenomenal. Okay, so I, that and this goes back to the pushing the Drake thing. I'm just tired of seeing that shit. Yeah, I'm really tired of it. Like, don't get me wrong, I was amped up because I I'm not much of a Drake fan. But God damn it, man! If we gonna talk this unity shit, we can't sit up here and just keep going back and forth. I don't care who's better at this point. Just go make a a goddamn record. And that and to you know the midget who should not be named and Jordan Lucas when they did their last track and they were together. Like that that's the sport of hip hop, right? That's the competitive nature that got on the track together and they they threw shots at each other. Not necessarily hearing that, but like. Like get on the damn track and, and prove who's better. Let us decide. Put it on put it on wax. Like it doesn't have to be beef. It doesn't have to be this huge thing of it's a problem when they see each other. Like eh, nobody got time for that in, in what's going on now. But lyrically, from a music standpoint, I would love to see them trying to outdo each other on the track. To, all right, but don't we always say this? We always say that hip hop is a sport, right? Yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. a sport. And more, we see more athletes on the field or on the court after the game. They dap it up. Yo, good game, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why we can't do that on the track? Yeah, yeah. You're right. A lot. Of, you just said it though. A lot of this shit don't even be personal. No, I don't. Yeah. Just, I'm tired of that. If it's fake, bro, I don't even care no more. <laughs> Mary, and sometimes, and some, and, and sometimes I get tired of people just trying to like attach certain artists because they feel like the world like deem them as the best. Like K Dot is up there. We know that. And he's one of the most dangerous artists out there. Mm-hmm. So going after him, like, bro, Lupe, you're not about to wake him up. You're not it. 
I yeah. I, I mean, everything that Baylor said, yes, I agree. Um, but I will say that Lupe is on my list of artists who are who do, who do not receive their flowers um, and are like underrated. So does Lupe? I mean, I'd like him have to a- actually drop something and not <laughs> and not speculate on his status. <laughs> but yeah, does Lupe have a classic album to his fans? <laughs> Well, I know. I mean, that's a relative. That's objective. <laughs> but I don't know about a classic album. But I do respect his lyricism. So I respect him too. I think he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. Lupe is. And beast. his ability to paint a picture is crazy. Like Kick Push, I felt like I was fucking skating in the park with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, just get on the track together. That's it. Like just let let the music determine itself. Like all this positioning shit. But Lupe is always like said stuff about Kendrick. So this is another one of those things that it's been going on for a while. Just give us a track. Go the fuck on about your business. Hey, leave that man alone. Big Sean even said like, look, man, after Nip died, I had to call K dot. Like this shit is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Point blank. Yeah. So, uh, that's it on this first segment. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. We're going to review some new music and, uh, we'll see you guys there. What's up everybody. This is Dan, AKA Dan on drugs. And I am Afro Becky, AKA Afro Becky. And we are the black law and legal lies podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey. What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. All right. I've been waiting all week to talk to you guys about this album. Uh, We're back from break, by the way. Uh, Conway the Machine, From a King to a God. What do you guys make of this album? The joint with math was fire. Everything else did not captivate me so much. Okay. Wow. All right. Baylor? I don't know. Uh, That shit was hard if I listened to it in the 90s. I ain't gonna, but I'm not gonna lie. It's it's a it's a good it's a good album. Um, I just don't find myself playing it all the time. Mm-hmm. But that shit that shit was solid. It was good. Yeah, it's yeah. Th- and my dude, um, Langston directed the video for that meth joint with him. So shout out to Langston, aka Mister Chop and Shoot. Okay. Um. Yeah. The 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 joint with method is definitely the standout track. What's is that? Is that Lemon? Is that the name of that joint? Yes. Yeah. Um. I think overall, like the we we know Kanye Con, Kanye Conway was was dope, um, and this is a very solid album. But you know, to Baylor's point, it's like is Griselda as a whole. Like sometimes they feel like if they would have just been a generation or and a half before this, they would have been huge. Like, could you imagine Griselda around the same time as like even as like a G Unit era would have been huge, mm-hmm. um, but. It's like are people are people the masses gonna want to listen to this, um, which you know that doesn't determine if the album's good or not. But I just it, it's not going to stick with me. But I definitely think this is the album that makes you realize that Conway is is a he's dope within his own right. Outside, if anyone just thought it was just Griselda, now you see him outside of that, and 
you know, we see how his artistry continues to grow. But it's um some people like saying that this is a classic. I read some reviews on them. Like, I don't see that at all. It's just a really good album. Maybe maybe the quarantine is getting people. That's because their fan base is niggas who used to live that lifestyle, but now have dad bodies and live behind a white picket fence. That's <laughs> why their their fan base is not that is not that large. It's, it's not the mass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They like you said, they was, they was there a decade and a half ago. They would have been the fucking rock stars. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That shit's still hard though. And his ad libs is it's ad libs is crazy. That boop boop boop. That shit be having me dying. <laughs> So what about the what about the track produced by Havoc featuring Lloyd Banks? I know we said Lemon. You, that didn't stand out to you guys either? I gotta revisit that one. Okay. That was the Juvenile I, I, track. I, mean, I think it's called Juvenile. Juvenile something. Shout out to Lloyd Banks, right? Yeah, I mean, first yeah, of all... I mean, it's nice. <laughs> where he find Lloyd Banks at? And then where the, where the hell did he find Havoc at to produce? Like, I don't know. When, remember, when's the last time I heard a Havoc produced track? But um, that one stood out. But again... Those are artists from a completely different generation that nowadays people aren't checking for. So, yeah. All right. Next album. I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen to this one or not yet. Oh, uh, well, before we, Conway the Machine, are we giving it any trash bags? No, you're not about to have that nigga shoot my block. I think it's cool with me. All right, cool. Uh, Alicia Keys. Alicia, do you guys get a chance to listen to this? We can go yeah. straight to the trash bags with that one. What? Stop. Baylor. All right, I'm gonna let y'all go first. I'm gonna be well, nice. Okay. What I will That's say, still my boot thing. It's still my boot thing, you know? Are you giving your boot thing trash? That's how you live? Uh, anyway. Hey, I gotta, gotta keep it real with her. <laughs> Here's the thing you have to be in like a lovey dovey state of mind to listen to that album mm-hmm. and appreciate it. So I don't know if you were fighting with your wife or some shit <laughs> because then I could see it being like, eh. But like, it was. It's his own, to quote Alicia's husband. <laughs> it was. The joint with Jill Scott, like, okay. wow. For me, that was, like, the, the one that's on repeat. The production on this album it was, was great. It's vibe. Yeah, no? it's definitely well, I love, vibes. I love, I, I love the production. The production was amazing on this. Uh, Alicia Keys' voice is always amazing, always flawless. Um, is this the time for an R&B album, though? Oh, well, absolutely. You think so? Uh, Victoria Monet has the best R&B album of the year by a landslide. Nobody even comes close. Okay, it's like first place, and then you can start after ten. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I I I enjoyed this album. Um, I just as of right now, I just I really just I, I want to listen to some shit that is gonna make me want to flip tables. I don't know if I'm gonna go back to this right now. Um, but what do you think, baby? I mean, yeah, the Conway versus Alicia. I hope you didn't follow that up. That's like <laughs> nah, that's a hell, that's a hell of a tone twist, but no. Nah. For real. <laughs> Baylor. Hey man, this was mashed potatoes without salt in it. That's all. I mean, like I I wanted it, but the production was good. It was just there was no tracks where I was like, yo, this is this is really dope. I, it wasn't a bad album. It's just, I don't know, man. It wasn't it for me. Right. It just wasn't it. Damn. I'm going to go through it again tonight, I, no, though. That's the cool part about no, it. No, the only thing is is that uh, I expect you to have a different opinion. Well, let me not say I expect it. I, but I stopped listening to her a very long time really? ago. Really? Okay. Yeah, a very long time ago. But way before, like, when she stopped eating soul food, that's probably when I stopped listening. We're moving on. We're going to the next new piece of music before we go into TV and film. Uh, Reason dropped the track on his birthday. The Soul Part 2. 
Ooh, that track was hard as a motherfucker. <laughs> Mary, did you get a chance? That to track was hard. I think we made Mary Mary froze. But um, bro, I listened to this shit three times the night it dropped. Like I and it dropped at like midnight, and I was like, I I got to keep listening to this shit. I keep telling motherfuckers like Baylor. I think me and you said it. Reason has a because nothing's guaranteed, but Reason has a very good possibility of being that nigga, one of those niggas in hip hop. Yeah, it's just a lot of people just don't know about him. Yeah, which is crazy to me. That that's the only because it's you, you got it. It's sad to say that you probably got to do like some gimmicky shit to be stuck in people's heads. Like they're not looking for like authentic artists like that. See, and the thing is, is I think that's what he tried to do with the Flick It Up track. Even though I like that track, it was cool. But I think that that's what maybe him, TDE, somebody was hoping that it was going to give him that, that mass appeal. But it's like, I, I just want reason to sit back and create music at this point, bro. If, if, the, if the mainstream success comes, it comes. I don't know. But I can just say I love what this dude creates generally, bro. It, it's just the marketing part, though. Right? You know what I mean? Well, like once you get, I think 50% of it is marketing. Okay. So would, without that, it's like it's like cause just imagine, bro, it's a gang of it's a gang of dope artists that's out here that's signed and unsigned. But unless you know how to market yourself, people will not they won't grasp onto you. Because people like us, we're gonna go find those artists. We're gonna go find the dope hidden gems. Mm-hmm. But the people that actually make shit, I wouldn't just say relevant, because they don't actually control everything, but I would say the hype beast. The hype beast is looking for the marketing. How would you market reason? I don't know, cause he ain't. He's not. I don't know, bro. I I can honestly tell you, as as a creator, you I probably got to eat a gummy to figure it out, cause <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, cause I don't. I don't. I don't fully know his his personality because I don't see him much. Okay. And I don't even hear from him much. So you think you so okay? With within the Mary, just to catch up, we're talking about reason. And I, uh, me and Baylor trying to figure out why he doesn't seem more people don't know about him. So I asked Baylor how would he market reason. Um, so Baylor, would your, would your thought then be to just get him more interviews, put him on more of these platforms? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the interviews would help, but I think he, he has to be seen like, and I know they're not doing a lot of videos, but he got to come with some dope videos, some dope visuals or something. Okay. I mean, that's how Joyner Lucas got noticed. He that's started true. having those graphic ass YouTube yeah. videos and you know what I mean? And it, and it kind of helped him, you know, and then it, it, it even helps more that, you know, he's doing songs with Eminem and shit like that. But it's like you have to work on your marketing if you want to be in that light. Who knows? Who knows if he wants to be in that light? Everybody can't handle that type of attention. That's a fact. That's a fact. Shit, K dot K dot K dot being one of the top artists in the world. This nigga just disappears. This nigga goes off the grid. <laughs> yeah, for years. Uh, Mary, did you get a chance to listen to Reason's new track, The Soul Part 2? I did not, but okay. first of all, I had to I had to be out when y'all were talking shit about Alicia. So <laughs> that's still my boo. I called her last yeah. night. She didn't I'm pick kidding. up, but you know. <laughs> well, now she never will. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to listen to it, but I do feel like I feel like there's something missing when it comes to marketing for music and new artists and underground artists these days. Okay. Um, Back in the day, like labels had marketing budgets. Now, not so much. It's like uh-huh. part of the, part of the A and R process is determining the success likelihood of an artist based on their following that they've already established. So, yeah, I feel like shit is very backwards. <laughs> um, you know what? You know, have to do more work now. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that. 
Yeah. You know, you know what else we don't factor in is maybe he does he doesn't want to be a part of that type of marketing. That's true. That's yeah. a possibility. That's I don't he I don't know. Want to sell out. Like I I I honestly thought reason being on Revenge of the Dreamcatchers three was gonna help him get noticed more. It really didn't. Uh, he's supposed to be, have a joint album with Kaz, who's on Dreamville. I don't know if that, because a lot of people don't know about Kaz either, so I don't know if that's going to help him. But Reason is just such a talented dude. I don't know if he needs a Kendrick feature, what it is, but I just, I see so much potential in like in his rapping, and not just like lyricism and whatever, but just to say something that we talked about earlier, like the way he paints a story, that corrupt song from his first album, still fucking huge, like a, an amazing story he told on that on that song. So I just I hope for better for reason. But at the end of the day, man, like there's been artists that are great and that people want. I mean, hell, Joe Budden is a perfect example of that. Joe Budden's more people know him now as a as a, a personality than ever knew him as a rapper. And he had a he was a, a really good ass rapper. Hey, Joe Budden is the dude that when you hear these NBA analysts talk about the game mm-hmm. and then you find out and then you find out that uh they used to play in the they used to play in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. What a great moment to freeze. <laughs> For sure. Oh my god, I'm back. <laughs> well, you know I got that screenshot though, right? <laughs> you got it. Oh, I got oh, my yeah. new computer now. I shouldn't be freezing no more. If I freeze now, it's, it's, it's <laughs> the internet's blowing up. Um, but but yeah. yeah, that was a great analogy. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Because I still remember. Uh, damn it, who was it? Uh I was somebody who was it when I was a kid. When I, I was like, oh, they play basketball. I was like, what? Really? I think it was Kenny Smith, honestly. But um yeah mm-hmm. I I just I you know I don't I I'm I'm high on reason I I tend to be high on rappers that mainstream careers just don't like I was super high on Joiner and we saw how that album went it came and and left but let's get in let's get <laughs> off music uh, we talked about music let's get into TV Baylor I saw you tweet about it earlier Power booked uh Ghost book two uh already renewed for a second season seven million people watched I think the last episode which is a record for stars, which is fucking crazy for a show in its first season. Uh, a, what do you guys think of that, about it being renewed? And then we can also talk about the episode. Uh, Baylor, uh, Baylor looks like he still may be frozen. So, Mary, I'll come to you. Well, first of all, yesterday was Michael Rainey's 20th birthday. So, shout out to him and okay. happy birthday. Um, I mean, listen, the show is back. I mean, we said it before and it still just keeps on getting better and better. Um, I feel that that damn professor is a low down, dirty dog. Like, what was that? That was so cringy. <laughs> I thought, old girl, we was going to like open the door and catch him boning one of his students. That was yeah. terrible. Um, you know, that's just a sidebar, minor detail. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I feel like the, the mock jury thing was was genius. Like, meth is really a good lawyer yeah. <laughs> in this show. Um, I think it's interesting that he offered Homegirl to join the team and she refused. Yeah. So let's see where that goes. Um, Sax, we must get him. <laughs> we got to get Sax. I'm, I'm Sax got to die. Yeah, he got to die. Yeah. He's replaced how on the last season of Power, I was like, well, somebody killed Tariq. Like that, that's completely turned around. Like Michael Rainey, Tariq's character, I'm all, I'm all for and behind. But somebody got to get if this season don't end with somebody shooting sacks, it's a waste. Like somebody needs to at least stab him a couple of times and have him on the brink of death. So he so he can realize the error in his ways. Like, I don't I just don't understand that character was about to go to jail prison. 
And now he's like back to his old shit again, and everybody knows it. Like, get this motherfucker off my screen. Great actor though, because he's killing the role. I don't yeah. know how much of that is is his actual personality, but because if it's not, he's killing this role. But that motherfucker gotta go. Sax has to go. I agree, and I feel like the jury is out on Mary J. Blige's family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what really are their intentions with with Tariq right now? Because they really they've discovered who he is for the most part, you know. So, and I mean, her sons are reckless. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's gonna get interesting to see that character development and where that story goes. Right. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I think. And the thing is, is like I don't know if they are going to if that family is going to turn to being antagonistic towards Tariq or if they're going to he's going to win them over and then that's how this is going to be his way back in there's a lot of different ways that they can go um but Mary yeah. J Blige killing it uh the guy who used to play Bobby Brown solid yes. too uh the weakest one out of that family honestly is the one who plays basketball his acting is fucking yes. terrible uh, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but Bailey, we talked a lot, man. What do you think about uh, Power being uh, Book Two being renewed for season two, and then also the newest episode? Uh, well, I'm you know I'm here for it because they're doing a great job. I learned this episode that Mary has a control issue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I think I, I, Tyreek is doing the the actual actor. He's doing a great job thus far. Last episode, I didn't understand how they gave Tasha a full-ass scrimmage. They gave her a full-ass scrimmage. I've never seen that before in my life. But, you know, we're going to see how it pans out. But Tyreek seems like he's got himself back into the game, mm-hmm. deep in the game now. Um, he's, he's still stuck in this damn love triangle that's mm-hmm. going to develop. Um, I think the relationship between those two teachers or whatever, I think that's irrelevant. I don't need to know their personal business. Um, but overall, yeah, overall it's going, it's going pretty good. I like it. And they're doing a good job with this first season and I I could be wrong, but they, they, they're putting a lot of characters on the board and I think that they're doing that to see who's going to stick with the audience, who's going to storyline they can come up with something with. Uh, I don't know how, like how many, like if Sax is going to eventually fall off because he's just, he's a revenant left of the original power, but there's a lot of characters in this show. I really sitting back and, and putting it on this list and preparing for this conversation, I just really realized just how many characters are in this. And it didn't really feel like it was that many at one time on power. We had a lot of characters, but you know, people would die and rotate in and out. There's a lot of characters on this show. Um, but to their credit, just about all of them have me engaged in what's going on. Like you said, the teachers, I really, I really just don't give a fuck about their personal life. So, like, showing him about yeah. the, the teacher and almost get caught, they could have cut that whole scene out because I don't give a damn about that. Like, they're, they're cool characters when they're interacting with Tariq, but I don't want to see what they got going on personally. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing the female teacher is going to try to bone Tariq mm. out of, like, revenge or whatever feelings, being in her feelings because she okay. knows her dude was boning a student. Okay. Whoa. That, now, that's reckless right there. Yeah. Well, that's what it looks Otherwise, then this whole shit was a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Storyline. So that has to happen. Okay. I, mm. I, 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 can, I can see it going there. I can see that. Uh, the thing I don't like, too, is that they're making uh, uh, Tariq's white friend, like, 
slowly get more involved and i swear if they try to make him tommy i'm gonna riot That's yeah. my, like, <laughs> you're gonna burn something down you did yeah, not like, like that tommy right there that tommy 2.0 is trash yeah, yeah. We, like if you want to give he's wealthy right yeah if yeah. you want to give him a white sidekick i'm all like for it but not this kid he needs to be kid. a down ass white yeah boy. not he this kid be. like you can't, you can't this can't be tommy 2.0 this can't this i can't go with that that's vanilla with. tommy yeah i can't rock with it <laughs> Um, all right, all right, so uh, we're off that, off power, into the next show. This is one that Mary actually asked to be put on the list this week. And Mary, when I tell you, you took up, how many episodes of it? Eight, so eight hours almost, out my, when I started it, the about about 10 to 15 minutes into the first episode, I was like, uh, I don't know what she sees in this. By the end of that first episode, I was like, all right, I'm hooked. And I watched the rest of the, all, all the episodes they got in one sitting, and I don't usually do that. This show is the shit. What I, I tell like you, show. I, I love and yeah. the message of it. Every the acting, I love this show. Up. The soundtrack. Let's That's not you. forget that. Yeah. Right. Um. But well, we didn't even say what it is. It's woke. I'm sorry. Hulu exclusive <laughs> show. Woke. <There> you go. <laughs> um. I'm like people are probably wondering. Um. Right. So basically, the show seems one way, and then the minute that I mean, I think we could say something without giving away the whole premise, right? Like, yeah. basically, he's like a cartoonist who sort of, you know, is like lives in a white world, but he's a black dude. Um, and then he basically has an encounter where he's profiled and br- brutalized by police, and that moment changes the whole his whole mindset, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally. Yep. Um, and they find a really funny way to make it tangible or visible for us but at the end of the day it's very real i mean i felt like it was just it was genius the way they really tackled like a real issue that's plaguing society right now but yet was able to make it funny and relatable but still was real (laughs) like it didn't take away like the the heaviness of the subject matter um well how much should i talk about (laughs) i mean i'm like i don't want to uh, Baylor, have you got a chance to watch it yet? I only seen the first episode. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know if we want to give spoilers or not yet. I know. I don't want to give a spoiler. Yeah. But there is one moment that really had me like peeing my pants laughing. Um. Shit. When he was at that like exhibit. Oh, what yeah, episode? What episode is that? Yeah. So I can look it's, out for it. It's towards the end. It's yeah. like episode seven. I want to say. Yeah. All right. I'm a. And- I'm a binge it tonight. Yeah. So he started creating like art again after mm-hmm. kind of being uninspired after going through that, you know, shit with the cops. And <laughs> I can't say anymore. But basically, it was like his art was imitating life. And yeah. then he realized that when people saw <laughs> saw it and realized that they were the inspiration for it and he was portraying them differently <laughs> than they really were, it was going to be a situation. <laughs> and that was just. It was like hilarious but cringy and gave me anxiety all at the same time. But anyway. Yeah. And uh his roommates, I thought they were gonna be annoying too, but they actually added a lot to the show too. Uh and the one with the beard though, that motherfucker's hilarious. Yes. He's fucking hilarious. Hilarious. He I've never seen him perfect. in anything else. Like he he's hilarious. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Yeah, and but, even the white boy was, you know, the, like a good kind of medium of comic relief. Yeah. His, his, <laughs> like he, he, he ta- served as somewhat of a voice of reason in certain instances, or he'd even be like calling out racism exactly. and would be like, well, I'm white. I could get away with that. Exactly. Like, and you would think you would hate him. But in it, I don't know. Like you said, somehow it all kind of works. 
Yeah. And, and I love the fact that they had him like say, like he'll say stuff and be like, wait a second, I can't say that, can I? And they'll look at him and be like, no, you can't. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Baylor. What, what was your thoughts, at least on the first episode? Well, I mean, I can't, I can't give you much off of one episode, but I am, a, I mean, I, I'm somewhat of an artist myself. So uh, that was dope to see. Um, and I like him as an actor, period, in general, because he is yeah. funny. Yeah. I loved so, him in New Girl. Like, he was yeah. my favorite. New Girl was my show, too, by the way. But anyway. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> seeing him in the lead role because he's always been like that side comic relief character. And him right. being in this show, like, you can see that the, the dude can act. Like, not only is he funny, but like some of the deeper scenes and the, the, situations like you can see him carry the weight on his face i yeah i'm i'm all down for this show if it hasn't been renewed for a season two yet it needs to be asap yeah it's too short yeah honestly like you said it was like you could binge that in a night i mean mm-hmm. yeah. we want more anyway all right well that's it for our tv and film section unless anybody has anything left Baylor, i know you didn't get to say much you have anything left to say on, on walk before we go into our last break no we good go watch it folks <laughs> We're going to go ahead. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got our last topic for you guys. Before we go home, we'll see you guys right after this. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go-Go Power Ranger. Yeah, this the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you. You ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. All right. So we're back with the last topic. Um, And this one, I made this list before the Breonna Taylor news and I didn't know where to put it. So I've been putting stuff at the end that I don't want to completely deter the conversation. Uh, but uh, Crooked Eye, because I refuse to call him King Crooked, uh, he, he called out rappers who... Uh, who use sex to oppress women in the industry. But uh, so it made me think about this. Can misogyny ever be completely removed from hip hop? No. Yeah. It's so much ingrained in the foundation. Mm-hmm. I mean, not for nothing. A lot of these verses is, am I saying that right? <laughs> um, a lot of these verses matches. I don't know how we call that. Whatever it is, have really been bringing to light how... <laughs> how okay we were with misogyny, right? Like, remember, like, the Luda and versus Nelly? It was like, mm-hmm. it was like when you really started analyzing, like, Luda's lyrics, it was like, we were all in the club, like, how you ain't gonna fuck bitch on me? I'm the goddamn reason you in VIP. <laughs> like, was that all right? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I, I mean, and then too, like once once Nelly swiped his credit card through a girl's ass cheeks, it was it. That was over with. Right. Um. And these are. Moments- I mean, even our dances, right? Yeah. Like it's you know, and it's only getting worse. That's also going backwards. Like twerking wasn't a thing back <laughs> back when hip hop first started. Now it's like there's nothing to the imagination. I mean, we would be like grinding and shit, but it was at least still sensual in a way. Now it's just like, girl, turn around and shake your ass. Like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I'm glad you said it, not me or Baylor, but Baylor, what's your, what's your thoughts on it? I'm definitely not saying that shit. <laughs> I, 
I was not saying it, but I'm dancing. You know, I'm for sure dancing. Um, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I, 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 don't, I mean, I know it's not going to go anywhere. That's for sure. Um, I, I don't have the answer for that one. I'm sorry. Um, it's it's a, it's a it's a thin line because it's like you know if your artist one of your favorite artists create a track and it's and you like it is you know is it going against your morals or whatever like I I don't know and I, I and I you know for the for the most part for the most part I think in this day and time we're looking for the women to accept it first. Mm. Because if they're against it, then it's like we're against it. We understand, but it's also it's like double dutch. It's like, hey, wait, wait, do you like it? You do. Well, then I like it too. Because mm. you got to be careful. Because this I is mean, the what, shit we, we listened to it in nineties. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was like I was just kidding, unless you're gonna do it type of shit. But yeah. what I see happening though is that women are now owning the misogyny and kind of wearing it like a badge yeah. of honor, and then saying, "But I'm gonna get." like like shit out of it too so now give me money like it's almost like prostitution i guess i didn't really think about it like that before but i don't know it's like uh as long as i'm being paid and maintained then cool well i mary that's where the confusion comes in at because <laughs> i no, feel like for, getting real you call me by my government and shit <laughs> no but because yeah. for real but for real though there's certain cats like i can separate i can separate the art from from the artist depending on what it is right because mm-hmm. at the same time he can say well your homegirl likes this and she approves of it but you don't so I've been like, in situations like that before. So, <laughs> well, I can't be dropping names, but one of my very good friends is someone who's known in the industry. Um, and we were hanging out one night with someone who's very known in the industry. And literally she went into the bathroom and he was, he literally asked me, are you a hoe? Like your friend, like, uh-huh. and, and like the, I was, I don't know. And I mean, mind you, this was a few years ago. So I was definitely much more young and naive, but I was really like, did he really just ask me that? Like, because he was noticing that I wasn't, you know, giving in to his advances the way that she was. Mm. And yeah. So I do think it's assumed that birds of a feather flock together, literally and figuratively. And um, yeah, it's it's a weird position to be in when you're the friend that is not down with the shit. At the same time, there's also assholes out there that who thinks they have the privilege to act that way. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about the cats that are not assholes. That's like, look, I like the the music. I don't necessarily promote the message, but I like the music. Yeah. And seeing that this young lady likes it, but this le- this lady don't like it, we're stuck in the middle. Mm. Yeah, I mean, right. And then it's it's kind of like you said before, music is music. You know what I mean? Like, does that mean that you are living that lifestyle that you're, you know, singing along to? Because music Not ties into things. movies and it ties into video games. There's violence on video games. Do you blame the video games? There's violence in sexual activities on movies. Do you do the same thing that the movies do? The same thing with music. Yeah. All three of them have power. I totally agree, especially over the younger generation. You yes. know what I mean? I feel like for us, you know, we didn't did what we going to do, kind of. <laughs> but kids are like listening to this and then they, they want to be city girls. So, yeah, yeah it's scary. And I, and I, I don't think we mis- misogyny gets completely removed from hip hop until an artist like a Rhapsody or Il Camille is put on the same 
given the same platform as a Cardi B. Like, what, look at the way the women art, female artists are treated that don't show their body or their skin or play into sexuality. They're they they're they ignored. Do, yeah. So <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah. Sex sells. That it true. does. It is true. That's why Baylor has that OnlyFans account that he doesn't tell nobody about. Hey, I took that down. <laughs> I took that down. Mm, what was in there? <laughs> I took that down. Shaking oh. my tail feather. <laughs> but uh, any any anything left on this? Any parting words? You guys know the routine. We already did it. You know what? I'm at Miss Mary <laughs> out Monte <laughs> on all social platforms. I think. Okay. At at Bezos are great on all social media platforms. BTG for president overall with BTG part of the Red Signs Network. I want to give a shout out to Tyreek. Like I just I, I I really don't hate you that much no more. I just don't. I just don't Tyreek. Like <laughs> Tyreek is cool with anymore. me. I can't even lie. Like. They did such a good job turning everybody around on that character. It's fucking crazy. But will Tyreek Tyreek this season? That's what I'm afraid of. Mm. Mm. And and can we bring back can we bring back the murder count? Like, can we guess who's going to die next now? I know. We haven't had a good killing in a while. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Who knows? I I have a feeling though that and Got, got me into my. I was trying not to give my theories because last time my theory was completely wrong. But I have a feeling something. If he doesn't die, something's gonna happen to uh, Bobby Brown, and then that's what's gonna yeah, turn. I've, that's what's gonna turn them against Tariq. I see him as a end of the season type death. I'm afraid the sister is gonna go down. Mm. Mm. Casualty of me. war. You know what? For so them to, who do you think they're going to be warring with? The dudes who they went to try to tell them this to chill on social media, right? Yeah, and you and that's going to upset Pops, who's locked up because he's the one that's actually pushing her to go off to college. Where Mary wants to keep her inside. Listen, the house. they're going to find out that them ain't even his kids because they black as hell for them to be half Hispanic. You need to stop. I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> listen. I know a lot of people who have black hey. and Hispanic, and not one of them are that dark. That's all I'm gonna say. Bobby Brown for sure, not his kid. That's for sure. I can't. Oh man, I was looking at that. Like once I put it together, I'm like, wait a second. They supposed to be his kids? Does he know they not his? Like what? Because there's that no is- way. In hell. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man, but you guys can follow me at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio at gmail.com. We're the number one podcast for the culture. And this week, we out. Peace. Play my position in the kitchen, I'm working Whip it, bag a half and fifties Hit the strip and I serve it If it's an issue, trust I'm coming to get with you in person With the extender throwing at you Till I flip the suburban All my business is flourished I'm on my way to my yacht I put a six on the dock like Julius Irvin Damn, I know my nigga sisters is hurting He caught new case But got his sentences concurrent That ain't get him discouraged Got another homie in prison for murder He will let his gun clap and fire at Anyone that would try watching this baby mother's cry, I got